What's up, you hackers? Welcome to the CS Joseph podcast. So, today's question <laughs> What's better, a shadow focused ENTP or a subconscious focused ENTP for an ISTP woman? Uh, in terms of, uh, like, I think, I think the context of this question is in terms of a relationship. So, I'm just going to answer it, you know, at a foundational level, then we're going to go into some little, some details, I guess. So, at a foundation level, in terms of relationships, cognitive focus uh, means a lot. There's a lot of different approaches that uh, need to be taken uh, when it comes to identifying, you know, what a person's cognitive focus is. Now, usually I do this by, you know, asking a person, okay, how do you, what are the top five criticisms you have yourself? What are the top five criticisms your partner has of you? And if, you know, if they don't have a partner, someone else who's very similarly as close to them as they are, perhaps like maybe their father. And then in identifying, you know, criticisms, it actually can, it becomes pretty clear as to what their cognitive focus actually is. Now, obviously we're, we're learning about temples right now with deadly sins, living virtues, origins, uh, the poles, etc. All of these different uh, vectors when it comes to identifying, uh, you know, typing people on the type grid, new vectors that we're working on. But at the same time, they are also utilized to identify cognitive focus, right? And that's important. That's a, it's a, major, uh, it's a major issue. Uh, you have to know eventually, you know, what cognitive focus is, you know, in order for you to have a successful relationship. Like, it doesn't even matter if you have a golden pair. Like, it, it doesn't, it does not matter at all. Because the reality of the situation is, is that one of you is going to be subconscious focused and the other one is going to be shadow focused or unconscious focused. And remember, subconscious focused folk are they're a little bit happier, they're a little bit more playful in their life, but they can be a lot more foolish. And a shadow-focused person or unconscious-focused, uh, that person is more likely to be wiser, less happier, not as playful, uh, not as foolish though, but they also take life a lot more seriously. And they can be pretty serious when it comes to, um, you know, you know, like, cause their, their critic is more developed, their shadow is more developed. So they're on the side of wisdom, basically. They're a little bit wiser for their type. The thing is, though, is that I've noticed uh, throughout my travels and throughout my, my coaching clientele that when it comes down to it, relationships usually are far more successful when you are pairing up somebody who is subconscious focused versus somebody who is shadow focused. So initially, my, the answer to, my, to this question really is, is like, okay, well, hold on, what's your focus? What is your focus? Is it, are you subconscious or unconscious focus? You got to determine that first for yourself. Now we do offer that, you know, if you get like coaching and uh, we do like a, a type verification session, you can ask about, okay, so what's my cognitive focus? And then we could, you know, have that discussion. More on that at csjoseph.life forward slash coaching. Check that out. I believe we're, I don't know. I, I, I think we're doing a, a sale soon. Or maybe it's already happening. I I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I, I think we're supposed to be having a summer sale on coaching right now. 
if we are, just go to csjoseph.life forward slash coaching and like find out. Like that that would be there. But yeah, you got you gotta know what your cognitive focus is really before you get into a sexual relationship with somebody. Because if you don't, that could lead to some problems later. Now, granted, over time. I mean, uh, like, you know, pairing up somebody who is subconscious focused with someone who's shadow focused. Okay, yeah, that, that's cool and all. However, it's still not exactly a one size fits all solution. I would say it works about four out of five times in total. So yeah, like like four out of five times. But like, honestly, it, it, it can... As the older a person gets, the more they actually understand themselves, they understand other people, they know what their tastes are. And then every now and then you might find someone who would prefer to be around, uh, you know, a, a particular type that's shadow folks. Like, for example, like for me, INTJ women, uh, I actually am have grown fond of shadow focused INTJ women and actually kind of going a little bit further away from ESFP focused INTJ women. So that's just a personal preference that one can develop over time as a result of human nurture. So that's why I got to say, you know, four out of five times really consider the cognitive focus rule, right? But uh, the rule of being, you know, pair up a subconscious person with a uh, unconscious person in terms of their cognitive focus. You're going to probably want to do that. So that's, that's important, right? But again, you know, uh, the older you are, you might end up developing your own preferences for specific types as a result. Because like for me, I, I really, really struggle with ESFP focused INTJ women. I really struggle with that. I seem to have a lot of failures in that direction. Uh, you know, and uh, when it also comes to like, for example, ISFPs, uh, do I like subconscious focus versus shadow focused? I mean, I don't know. I don't have enough experience there to say uh, either way. So like, again, life experience, human nurture eventually will get in the way of this basic, you know, nature or natural approach. It's natural, we'll say. It's natural for pairing up subconscious focused person with a unconscious focused person. That's more natural. But eventually, uh, as nurture gets in the way and as you get older, you'll probably make a different decision as a result. Now, subconscious focused ENTP versus shadow focused ENTP. Subconscious focused ENTPs, they, they tend to be a little bit more depraved. They have like a double helping of introverted sensing. They're also, in my opinion, a lot more stubborn. Uh, they're not as open-minded. It's like, cause they have a double helping of TI and that can really get in the way. They'll spend more time correcting other people than actually listening. And that, that too can be a problem. However, they are very socially aware and they're very good at uh, being in social situations. And I think that's one of the reasons why subconscious focused ENTPs are a little bit happier as a result. Uh, but however, you know, like if we're looking at like at men, for example, like ENTP men, them being subconscious focused does not really actually do them any favors uh, when it comes to like living life in this society. It, it really doesn't. And the reason why is because their, their ego and their subconscious is very feminine, right? So they are actually going to be a lot more effeminate as a man. And that could be a problem. Now, 
Uh, if you are an ENTP woman, however, and you're subconscious focused, this could actually be very advantageous for you because then you have a double helping of being feminine, which makes you far more attractive to men out there. Uh, and uh, shadow-focused ENTP men are far more attractive to women in Western society versus uh, uh, ENTP women who are, you know, subconscious-focused. They are more attractive to men in Western society, or actually just men everywhere, let's just be honest, because it just checks all of the boxes, you know. So it's important to just kind of understand these things. And that's another neutral approach when it comes to societal preferences uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, masculine, feminine behaviors of uh, different types, etc. But, you know, ENTP men still don't have it very easy. And of course, it's extremely difficult to find an ENTP, even if it's a woman. They're, they're very rare. I mean, uh, there are people in my life... Uh, some people uh, on my team, hell, even Railgun, all maintain that ENTPs are actually likely rarer than uh, INJs. And I, while I don't know for sure, and I don't have enough uh, data within the UCHA app to be able to tell per se, to be able to take a sample size that's statistically viable, I don't have that information yet, uh, as, it, as it seems to be right now, um, I'm, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with that. I'm, I'm kind of like reserving judgment for right now. But from their perspective, it's like, hey, yeah, actually, most people claim INFJ is the rarest of all types, but they actually maintain it's ENTP because ENTPs are just so hard to find. I, I'm not entirely sure about that because ENTPs are very chameleon. Uh, like, they're extremely hard to type. And because of how difficult it is to actually type them, that's likely, you know, the main issue uh, as to why they're so hard to find is just because it's so hard to type them. And I think that there's a little bias there, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, now, shadow-focused ENTPs, uh, they're a lot more reserved. They're not so good at social skills. Um, now, you know, in the, in the subconscious-focused ENTP, they're a little bit more affiliative than a typical ENTP. But a shadow-focused ENTP is more likely to be an asshole, let's be honest. Uh, it doesn't matter, man or woman, uh, they're, they're a lot more pragmatic, they're a lot freer, they just kind of do whatever they want, and uh, they're, more likely, they're more likely to uh, enforce boundaries instead of actually being walked all over in certain situations. Whereas, like, you know, the double helping of introverted sensing means a double helping of loyalty, uh, or double helping of Stockholm Syndrome, uh, which can cause uh, ENTPs to be taken advantage of over time. Uh, that, can be a, that can be a serious problem. More on that into uh, the How to Social Engineer ENTPs lecture in Season 21. Uh, for some reason, uh, Eric Thor uh, completely missed the point of uh, that entire season. So apparently he enjoys to rush... Uh, rush to judgment and question my character and doesn't realize that it's all for the uh, purpose of trying to educate people on how to defend themselves, etc. But yeah, shadow-focused ENTPs, uh, again, a lot more independent. They're, very, they're a lot more pragmatic. They're willing to break social war rules. They're willing to, uh, you know, say, like, speak what's on their mind regardless of the consequences and then just not care. Uh, Andrew Tate is an excellent example of a shadow-focused ENTP, whereas Edward Norton is an example of an ISFJ-focused ENTP. 
Now, which one's better for an ISTP? Well, the answer is, I mean, this is your intrigue relationship, which means it's got the same sexuality as a bronze pair, but really it's, it's a toss up because it just really depends what the ISTP's cognitive focus is, right? So if the ISTP is shadow focused, go for the Edward Norton. If the ISTP is subconscious focused, go for the Andrew Tate, basically. That's, that's, that's how I would, I would lay it down um, for uh, you know, those trying to figure out their cognitive focus as a result. So, so yeah, um, cool. Uh, I think I've uh, hammered this uh, horse pretty well. So thank you guys for the opportunity and uh, for asking this question. It was, uh, it was a good one. So, but yeah, anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening and I'll see you guys tonight.